Hi there. This is Nicole Falcone, and you are listening to The Fifth Spot. This is a bonus episode where we are going to discuss Ari Aster. So I'm just going to cut to the chase because I just watched a short film by the man himself that I had never seen, and I am exhilarated and traumatized and and all those things that a person is after having watched an Ari Aster film. So Ari Aster was born in New York City in 1986. That's right, 1986. So he's 36 years old. He was born to a musician father, a poet mother, which is an interesting thing to find out because I have to admit, I am very curious about the origins of a filmmaker who could produce the films that he does. His family uh, lived in England briefly. His father opened a, a jazz club there in Chester. Ari Aster became obsessed with horror films as a child. He'd rent them from his local video store and just, as he put it, exhausted the horror section of every video store. So I can relate to this, obviously, in the very first episode. Um, I talked about my, my film school being the video store, so very similar. However, Ari Aster actually went to film school after this. He went to the College of Santa Fe. He studied film there. He graduated in 2008. And then in 2010, he graduated from the um, AFI Conservatory and he got an MFA with a focus in directing. So he actually finished film school, did the whole nine yards, something that's very unusual, actually, as I've been looking at all these different directors, most of them maybe, you know, dip their toe in a film school. So that's very, very interesting. And he did several short films before he made a feature, but the biggie was his AFI thesis called The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. And this screened at film festivals in 2011, and it, then it leaked online, and it went viral. So this is the short film that I just watched before I started recording, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. It's a 29-minute film about the pretty well-off and seemingly pristine family, but there are dark, dark secrets underneath, and they are just bound to come out. and turn into emotional and physical turmoil, violence. That's about the best way I can describe it without giving away anything about it. So I had never seen this. If I had, I would have known what was in store for me when I saw my first Ari Aster feature. I have to say, I'm actually glad that I did not know. I had no idea who Ari Aster was. I had never heard of him, had never seen this. Now that I have, I can say that it 
shook me to the core. I immediately became involved and immersed in this film. And this is coming from someone who's familiar with Ari Aster's films and had high expectations because I'm already a fan. And it did not disappoint even a little bit. You can see all of the earmarks of future Ari Aster from the visuals, the angles, kind of unusual. And it's all very surreal. It has a strange surreal tint from the lighting just to the actors and the way that they behave, that there's obviously something simmering underneath. And it's creepy and shocking and also funny. All of the, like I said, all the earmarks of an Ari Aster film that we will all find out when he debuts his first feature film, which he also wrote and directed, a film from 2018, and it's called Hereditary. So it stars Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, and Alex Wolf, and Millie Shapiro. And it is the story of the Graham family. Tony Collette plays Annie, the mother, and her own mother at the beginning of this film has just died. And they attend the memorial service and she gives a eulogy, an incredibly awkward eulogy that by listening to it, it's evident that they had a very complicated relationship, that her mother was not an easy woman to know at least not for her, that she obviously felt that maybe her mother withheld from her, disapproved of her. But there's there's a sense that she wished that she knew her, but she's also probably feels a little free. But that won't last long <laughs> because after this memorial, we get to know the rest of the family little bit. Gabriel Byrne is her husband, Steve. Their son is Alex Wolf. He plays Peter. And Millie Shapiro plays Charlie, their daughter. And Charlie is a fairly unusual young girl. They don't really go into any detail about that. It's just sort of obvious. There's something a little off. And there's something off between her and her mother a little bit, maybe. But it's it's not clear. They just kind of seem like this family who's going through the loss of this matriarch who meant different things to different people. But she meant the most to Charlie. She was the closest to Charlie. So that definitely is causing a little bit of a strain between her and her mother. Though none of this is actually addressed head on. And then Peter is uh, the teenage son. And he honestly, at the beginning, just seems like a teenager, doesn't know exactly what to say about the death of his grandma. He obviously didn't really know her that well. Not that he doesn't care, but doesn't have much in the game, you know. And he's thinking about girls and going to parties. And he's a typical teenager. Now, as this film progresses, Peter, I think, is the one that goes through the ringer probably the most. It's it's 
maybe a toss up between him and and Tony Collette's character. But yeah, it's it's it gets intense and the film plays out like a familial drama and it is. But it is also a horror film. And I believe it's a horror film in the in the best way possible. The best use of horror to me is used as an analogy or a metaphor or some symbol of expression for fill in the blank, you know, whether it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer dealing with adolescence or it's something like It Follows dealing with the the fears of sex, STDs, pregnancy. Speaking of fears of pregnancy, how about body horror? thoughtful horror films, which Hereditary definitely is, are are based in something being expressed through the horror. Something that is truly horrible in life, but it takes a horror film to point it out <laughs> and to really grab an emotion from the audience. So Hereditary, the year it came out, 2018, it was one of my favorites, if not my favorite of the year, probably. I, I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but I do believe that it is one of the great horror films and um, a huge cinematic accomplishment. And I believe that Ari Aster is exciting new talent in cinema and horror. Hereditary, it's dealing with a lot of heavy themes like grief and motherhood, what it means to be a mother, what it means to have a connection to your child or to not have a connection to your child, what it is to want a child versus not wanting children. It deals with the very complicated structures of human relationships, especially between mothers, the wounds that we all can inflict upon each other, especially within a family, but also the genetic things that get passed down in a family, things like mental illness or alcoholism. You know, things of that nature. It deals with all of that and it is very intense. It also has unexpected humor. <laughs> Just, and Ari Aster always has this, at least so far. And I feel like it's even more jarring when something humorous happens or a humorous line happens because his work is shocking. And I wish there was another word for shocking. He dares to go there basically is the way to put it, that even in a horror film, even though you're expecting these things, I guarantee you that in every one of his films that you watch, whether it be the the short film I spoke of, Hereditary, or his second film, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, there's going to be something that is going to make you go too far. This <laughs> is too far. But at the same time, you're going to go along with it. You're going to go along with it and you're going to allow this stuff kind of wash over you because it is illuminating truths about so many things, but mostly about what it is to be a human, 
and to have relationships. So in addition to this, hereditary has all of this, but it also is scary. It has horrifying moments. And I've talked about the idea of frightening images before and how that, I think, burns its way into the brain better than anything. And it has that. So it has all of the the frights, but it's also an emotional and draining experience in the best way. Obviously, it's not for everyone. I'm going to say that Ari Aster is not for everyone. I know that there are plenty of people out there don't want to confront this sort of thing, especially in entertainment. I, on the other hand, and I know there are others like me out there, do want to be confronted with it. We crave it, and Ari Aster brings it. An absolutely astonishing debut film, and it has a moment in it that's, gosh, probably... I don't even know if it's a quarter of the way through the film, probably like a quarter of the way through the film, that is probably the most stunned I've ever been. My wife and I went and saw a a screening of it and like an advanced screening of it. And yeah, it was it was awesome to see it with an audience just because of the reaction. But it was incredibly shocking, as I said (laughs) before that word again, but it was and not just the initial moment that causes you to gasp, but the what happens after that. That sounds very cryptic, but if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. The scene that follows this is probably the one of the most uncomfortable and heartbreaking and just kind of unbelievable scenes I've ever seen in a film. And I will say this, Alex Wolf, who plays Peter, is extraordinary. He's so good. And Tony Collette, there was a lot of talk about her deserving an Oscar nomination. She definitely did deserve that. She didn't get one. This is another one of those films that did not get any Oscar love, probably because it is technically a horror film. But she's exquisite, as usual. Everybody's really great. But especially, I would single out her and, and Alex Wolf as just astonishing. So, Amazing film, amazing depth and shocks and scares and emotion and so many different things that, that Ari Aster is mining in this film. It asks a lot from you. Next film came out just the next year in 2019. He wasted no time and his follow-up to Hereditary was Midsummer. Now, Midsummer, I'm guessing... I'm guessing more people have, who are listening to this have seen Midsummer than Hereditary, although I think Hereditary has a nice little following, and that pleases me. But I think Midsummer is one I see referenced more. I see more pop culturally. So you very well might be familiar with this one. If you're familiar with both, fantastic. If you're familiar with these and the short film I just talked about, you are winning. Midsummer is the story of a girl played by Florence Pugh. This is what really kind of shot her into the the pop culture lexicon. Florence Pugh, she is right off from the beginning dealing with a massive loss, a traumatic loss. And she has this boyfriend who before this event happened was planning on breaking up with her. But then 
he can't because this horrible thing happens to her and she needs him. And of course, she's very needy and emotional and traumatized. And he is not equipped for this. Well, he and his friends plan this trip to Sweden for a midsummer festival. And she basically crashes. So they all go on this trip together and madness ensues. But not right away. There's definitely, again, the vibe that something really uncomfortable is lurking here in this this place that they've shown up to. And it's in broad daylight. It's just broad daylight all the time. So even though there's that sense, something's not right. You're like, well, it's broad daylight. Yeah, probably nothing's going to happen. Everything happens. There's an amazing shocking moment that you know similar to in hereditary not nearly as as shocking or intense or as loaded with uh feeling but shocking unexpected for sure also just the pure denial that goes on after this event again we're tapping into these things like family and relationships and love and what it is to truly support someone to truly have a family and also the concept of just sweeping things under the rug the things that are unspoken this is something that was big in hereditary as well and in the short film i mentioned these are all themes that continuously come up in ari aster midsummer has all these also trauma and it is a really well-executed film. Florence Pugh is wonderful. Again, probably deserved an Oscar nomination for it. Didn't get it. She did get one from Little Women, though. Good for her. She's she's fantastic. Team flow all the way. But she's great in this. And honestly, I think that she anchors the movie. I do not like Midsummer as much as Hereditary. I think that it's a weaker film. But that's not to say it's not a good film. It's a great film. But there's some, just some stuff that goes on kind of in the final act that is just a little lazy to me, character-wise. That is not the case in Hereditary, so I was a little disappointed by that. But again, Florence Pugh, fantastic. Ari Aster's steering the ship like a maestro it's a folk horror kind of thing that he's he's playing on which is very cool folk horror is a very specific subgenre of horror and one of the more famous folk horror films would be the wicker man the original and there's also the witch which is phenomenal things of that nature children of the corn has a bit of that but midsummer is very much playing off of that and it's it does it wonderfully i think it probably becomes its own folk horror classic, not just paying homage to it, but just being a really stellar one. And you know what? It has a pretty kick-ass ending. I'm not going to lie about that. So, again, some of the themes that come up with him a lot are family, trauma, deep-seated secrets, pushing them down, and then them emerging, genetics and grief. And then Ari Aster has been asked in several interviews what his favorite films are, what his inspirations are. And some of the things that he's listed off are Rosemary's Baby, which there's definitely a lot of Rosemary's Baby in Hereditary, the kind of quiet building of it. And then 
honestly, the climax is kind of taken straight out of Rosemary's Baby. But it's, yeah, the quiet building up to this. I definitely could see that. Another one is the the Swedish film Persona, the 2015 film 45 Years, which I found this interesting because I loved this movie. This was one of my favorite films of 2015. I don't hear it referenced very much. It had Charlotte Rampling and oh my gosh, again, it's it's a very quiet drama that could feel like nothing happens, but everything is happening on the interior and Oh, it's a breathtaking film, and I could definitely see that being something that he gives a nod to. Other favorite films of his, The Age of Innocence, Eight and a Half, and Repulsion, which is the Roman Polanski film, another Roman Polanski film. Obviously, Rosemary's Baby as well, but Repulsion is so, so jarring. I actually didn't see that until later in life, probably... Well, I'd say it was within the last 10 years, maybe five, and I, it absolutely blew me away. But those are some of the films that that he, that Ari Aster is inspired by, and it shows. He's already cemented himself as a master in the, in the genre of horror just with these films. Even if these were the only things he'd ever done, he would, to me, I'm pretty sure he would forever have a place in the canon of horror and a pretty high, well-regarded place. But he does have a third film, a third feature film coming out. It was supposed to be released this year, but it got pushed back. And I believe it's supposed to be released in 2023. And it's called Disappointment Boulevard. There's very little information about what it's about, but it has Joaquin Phoenix playing the lead, which, of course, perks up my ears. I've seen a set photo and you might have seen it as well and i honestly i can't wait to see what those two do together that's just two brilliant artists i can't wait to see what they've produced our next episode will cover david lynch so get ready to weird it up i can't wait to talk about him that's going to be the next one thank you for joining me for this bonus episode check out ari aster and uh Talk at you later.